Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Hey, what's up? It's Devin Kadiyama, and welcome to the Bay. It is the 4th of July. Happy 4th, everybody. Today, of course, means hot dogs, means parades, backyard parties, and there's a good chance fireworks. Some of you might even be planning to light some fireworks in the streets, even though in many cities it is illegal. But sometimes during the holidays like the 4th, police look the other way. Well, it's not true for other kinds of street celebrations. One example of this is the sideshow. So today, from KQED's Bay Curious podcast, what exactly are sideshows, and how did they become so big and so notorious in Oakland? You're listening to Bay Curious. I'm Jessica Plachek, standing in for Olivia Allen Price. Today, we're going to start the show with a little quiz. First question, what is a sideshow? Is it A, the small tent at a circus? Or is it B, cars in motion, revved up engines, fancy paint jobs, sick rims, and dang good speaker systems? In Oakland, there's only one answer. Sideshows are these kind of pop-up street shows. They feature tricked out vehicles that pull wild stunts for cheering crowds. Here's the next question. Are sideshows A, moments for cultural expression, or B, spaces where violence and vandalism break out? That one may be harder to answer. They say several large groups used social media to plant the illegal sideshows. Oakland police... I've only seen sideshows on the news. This week's question asker is Shirley Yoon. She moved to Oakland six years ago. I had to do a Wikipedia search after the news just to see, like, okay, what is this about? Why are people taking their cars out? Doing all these crazy stunts. And now Shirley wants to know more. What's up with sideshows? Why are they a thing in Oakland? And how did crime become associated with them? Today, Sandia Dirks takes us on a tour of the sideshow. This tour has a soundtrack. Drop it. It seemed like it started around when hip-hop first got out here with Sugar Hill Gang. The year, Sean Kennedy says, was 1982. Kennedy knows this because he was a kid in Deep East Oakland at the time. Now he's kind of a go-to guy when it comes to all things hip-hop and hyphy. I meet Kennedy at the Food Mart in Deep East Oakland. He's just grabbed some groceries and he's heading home. But this is where he wants to meet me because he says, this is where it all began. There was a carnival that used to exist right here at Foothill Square because there was a skating rink right here at Foothill Square. So all the, pe- and all the people would come down here to the skating rink and to the carnival, and the sideshow wasn't 
donuts and spinning cars and stuff like that. It was actually cruising through the parking lot of Foothill Square and everybody would show off their best cars. That was the original sideshow of East Oakland. Lovingly modified cars painted cherry red and apple green, bouncing with hydraulics, stopping and starting and spurting, rising up on their rims. It wasn't the first time people had cruised around in their souped-up Chevys. But this, this felt different. The music was teaching the cars to dance. The sideshows were also a place to meet girls, to rep parties, a place to hawk homemade fashion, share new beats and lyrics. It became a kind of cultural marketplace, says Yakpazua Zazaboy. He was documenting sideshows in the 90s, when Oakland's unique music and culture was born. They called it hyphy. You would really understand what is popular in Oakland, um, I, I think, for about three or four years straight. I mean, we used to hear this song by a group called Three Times Crazy, and... Um, it was, it was just the bass line, and it was so popular and sounds so good on, on really nice audio systems. It was just like, almost like a sideshow theme. Tank full of gas, pocket full of gas, sideshows going down and now. Made a ride on 73rd and purchased some act ride, bounce back in. Uh, what's the best music to come out of the sideshow? Wow. What a hard question to answer. All of it. <laughs> Richie Rich Sideshow song. Wait, wait, cut this stuff, man. This ain't no sideshow. Rich, kick the sideshow. Now, that's classic. That's a classic when it comes to explaining the sideshow in the early days of the sideshow. In Oakland, California, every Saturday night, brothers, we ride. Straight lace zeniths, drop tops, buckets, high performance. We really don't be tripping. You know Music might have been the lifeblood of the sideshow, but Kennedy says the heart pumping that blood was the car culture. Back in the day, it was um, Falcons and Mustangs and Cougars. Hey, what's going on? Ruben Flores is greeting a customer whose car he's just modified at his shop on the corner of MacArthur and 98th, A1 Spring Service. Back in the day, and even now, this has been the place to go to take your car. Just like Kennedy, Flores went to school around here at Castlemont High. The owner of the shop, he was losing a man, a mechanic, so he came down to the high school to, to ask about the auto shop program, and I got interviewed a little bit and came in. First day of work became <laughs> the longest day of work, you know, 38 years later. 38 years ago, it wasn't about speed, it was about going low and, low and slow. Low and slow was a way to show off the beauty of your car. Flores says that his shop, A1 Spring Service, it became known for fixing up cars one way in particular. What A1 means is, um, in, the, in the car culture, it means that your car is higher in the front, the stance is higher in the front and lower in the back. So they have that pointing toward the moon type of look. And it's named after here. It's named after here, right. They started calling it A1, and then I, and a lot of guys will say, you know, I got a one A1, that was the place to go. They said, go to A1. I, I have my car sitting A1. That's Yakpazua Zazaboy again. Over time, he says, stunts got wilder as low and slow became fast and loose. It went from a nice, slow, cruising type of an event to a much faster, um, you know, speed away from the cops type of an event. 
Everyone has a story about when and how things got out of hand. Zezaboy says it was when the guys with cheap cars started doing donuts to get attention. Sean Kennedy says it was when the new built-for-speed Mustangs came on the market in the 1980s. Maybe it was the death of a young girl in a police chase during a sideshow in the mid-1990s. Many outsider spaces, once they get popular, have problems, from drugs to violence. Just look at Burning Man. Sideshows were no exception. But because this was people of color gathering, often poor black people, because they were criminalized already, sideshows were seen as the problem. In the early to mid-2000s came this raft of anti-sideshow laws. One allowed police to arrest spectators. Another law allowed Oakland police to impound any car they thought was involved in a sideshow. Zazaboy says that made it personal. Their car is an extension of their ego. You take away that car, you've killed their ego. And that is exactly what they did out here in Oakland. Sean Kennedy doesn't deny that bad stuff did go down. There were shootings and drugs, absolutely. But he believes the ruthlessness of the backlash had to do with race. It was young black kids out there doing it. That made it even a bigger problem. Um, Look at these young black kids that don't have nothing to do with their lives and out there uh, playing around in these cars, carrying guns and selling drugs. As much as I love sideshows and stuff, it's a dangerous culture when it comes to spinning around a half a ton vehicle with no barriers and people standing there. Around 2009, there was this movement to legalize sideshows, sort of the way skateboard parks legalize skateboarding, but nothing came of that. As for the attempts to clamp down on sideshows, that hasn't really worked either. Now, it's a newer generation, a bigger spectacle, People coming from all over California, like pilgrims. The stunts are crafted for social media now. Spectators walking into a mist of burnt tire smoke, walking right up to cars in motion, giant fidget spinners on wheels, and slapping their hoods, ducking and dodging, all filmed for Instagram and YouTube. Sideshows still destroy property. Gunfire still breaks out. TV anchors still tell us how dangerous they are, how lawless. What's lost beneath those stories is the creativity and culture born right here in Oakland. How young people made a world on street corners and in abandoned mall parking lots. They fixed up cars, taught them to dance, and made the soundtrack from scratch. Today's story was reported from Oakland by Sandia Dirks. Thanks to Shirley Yoon, our question asker this week. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. I'm Jessica Placzek. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an episode of Bay Curious, KQED's listener-driven question-answering podcast that teaches you all sorts of cool stuff about the Bay Area. If you haven't yet, subscribe to Bay Curious wherever you get your podcasts and also check them out online and vote on which question about the Bay Area they should answer next. I'm Devin Kadiyama. We'll be back tomorrow. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. 
Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following The Political Scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice, fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis. From KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts.